0: Welcome back to the In the Dugout Podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout. Once again, alongside Joey Nagel and Will McNamara. How are we doing? Joe? Um, well, still 500. We are still at 500. Um, it's, it, so, last episode we did was during the rain delay of the second game in the Marlins series. We got and, swept in that series. And since then, we've gone 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, that's just what happens. We last week we were 500. This week we're 500. It's just what happens with this Red Sox team. However, there was a little fun, uh, fun tidbit in there. We swept the Blue Jays.
1: That was pretty sick.
0: It was pretty sick, especially considering last year's awful record against the Blue Jays, where they would just destroy us. This year, um, we're undefeated against them, right?
1: We have yep. the Blue Jays number this year.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Combine that with how we've played against the Yankees this year too. It is unbelievable what the Red Sox are doing. If we could only play the Yankees and the Blue Jays every game in the season, we'd be World Series bound. Well, imagine if we played like this against the Yankees and Blue Jays last year. We, we would be would have been World, series, would be bound. world yeah. series bound. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And, uh, again, here we are at five hundred. So, right now we're playing the Texas Rangers. We'll talk about the Blue Jays series in a second. But right now we're playing the Texas Rangers once again, recording during the game. we got Brian Bale on the bump in the second inning here. Um But, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff with this Red Sox team, except we're even more hurt now in the rotation. Here, uh, Yeah, David Hamilton cannot turn double plays or throw a ball. We'll get to that. But um, Garrett Whitlock's hurt. Just another guy in the rotation down. And he'll be back for his next start, so it's fine. It's just funny, though. James Paxton's on paternity leave, so... Literally, Brian Bayo and Cutter Crawford are the only starters in the rotation right now. Is Two-man Whitlock rotation. really making his next start? Paxton. Oh, Paxton, yeah. yeah. Whitlock, I don't know. Well, right. well, he's on the IL, but also the All-Star break mixes some things up. But now, we were, like yesterday, July 4th, a marquee game. Happy 4th of July. In, in baseball. You know, when you think of baseball, you think of the 4th of July and the fireworks. What do the Red Sox do? They throw out an opener. And I was very critical of this last week, and my point still stands. Do not give them their money when your money, when, you know, Brennan Bernardino is going out there, starting a game, pitching an inning in a third, and then Caleb Bort comes in. Well, Don't they- waste your time. Don't waste your money because it's ridiculous. And now we talked about it last week. A four man rotation is stupid because. Like what happens if another guy gets hurt, and it happened. It Garrett Whitlock is down. You were down to three starters in the rotation. It's it's not acceptable. Like there, I it's d- not good. It blows my mind that the you know Heim Bloom from the pitching guru land came in here and didn't never really gave us amazing pitching. But also, when we had depth in the beginning of the season, he kind of left it there. He didn't make those. Those under-the-radar moves to keep building the depth because our pitching prospects are too young to come up. We don't have anyone. We just signed to Nelson Lamette, who's not even stretched out to be a starter yet. We have to wait for him to build up the stamina to be a starter. It's ridiculous. It's a mess, and it's just embarrassing. Yeah, I think people will try to make the point that, oh, well, Heim didn't know that all these guys were going to get injured. That's kind of fair, but also, like, look at the guys we're talking about here. Chris Sell gets hurt more than anyone I've ever seen. Uh, Tanner Houck was a guy who was in the bullpen and then in the rotation, and same thing with Whitlock. When you have those guys moving well, from the Whitlock bullpen rotation. Whitlock has also had an injury Whitlock, history, too. he, he has. has. Last season, we it, saw that, too. Yeah. So it's a bunch of guys who you can't depend on to be durable and reliable. And it's like, oh, enough, they're going to pitch the whole season for us. It's funny okay. enough, the most injury-prone one is the one who stays <laughs> healthy. Yeah. Knock on wood, he needs to stay healthy for three more weeks so we can trade him. But... Yeah. It, does, it doesn't make sense. You At the beginning of the season, we were talking about, oh, we have so many starters and not enough spots. but That died out it, very quickly. Yeah. You know you have Chris Sale, who you can't trust on to stay healthy. Same with Garrett Whitlock, James Paxton. That's three. And then Houck and Crawford, we were talking about them as being elite relievers at the beginning of the season. Exactly. And that didn't happen. Once you flex those guys in, it becomes a mess it didn't help that you chose Corey Kluber over Nathan Avaldi. We'll get to that later, <laughs> but that is that is a move that was made this offseason. I think they put a lot of faith in Corey Kluber to be like a, a yeah. front of the rotation guy when he just turned out to not be at all. Well, no, they, I actually I put, had a nightmare the other night where I just watched like a Corey Kluber start. That was the whole nightmare I was just watching him pitch. It's so funny that we're totally out of starters now and cory kluber's name has just not been brought up it's like he doesn't exist anymore it's he basically nice. was erased off the team
1: i haven't heard cory kluber's name in maybe six weeks
0: in my mind he's not on the red Sox anymore i don't even think he's probably not even the dugout he was he, yesterday that's was how he? i remembered he existed <laughs> i saw him yesterday yeah so i mean cory kluber a guy you expect to be in the rotation and then another guy was nick pavetta He's a career five ERA guy. Like you knew that he probably wasn't gonna be an ace for you. He's a fringe five starter. That didn't work out. You gave up on him. He's been great in the bullpen. He has a two sixty-three ERA in the bullpen with a 092 whip and a 131 average against. Versus a starter, it was a 630 ERA, 155 whip, and 270 average. So he has been outstanding in the bullpen. Uh so shout out to him for that. But that was another guy you counted on as being a starting option. He just turned out to not be at all. So you lose Clover. You lose Pavetta because they're just not good enough. You lose Sale to injury. You lose Hauk. You lose Whitlock to injury, and it, it's this rotation that we were talking about in the beginning of the season being so deep. We oh we have seven, eight great starters. Very quickly fell apart, so right now we have two active starters. Uh, I mean, James Paxton will be back, so I guess you can say three. But you, that's including Cutter Crawford, who's not even supposed to be a starter. He was supposed to be in the bullpen, and you forced him to go back in the rotation because you had no one else. And he's been he's been a fantastic reliever, and you know, so-so is a starter. Well, that kinda, makes your bullpen weaker, too, because you're yeah. losing one of your best relievers. And we talked about it a lot in the beginning of the season. When everyone was healthy, you know, this, this Sox bullpen – I, said, I remember saying at the beginning of the season, this was going to be a strong point of the team because of how deep the bullpen was and how you have guys like like Winkowski and Crawford and Houck who could go multiple innings. And even if you took one of those guys out like Houck, we were totally okay with that because he was pitching well in the rotation. But now you're out of innings. There's simply not enough guys on the 40-man roster who can who can give you innings? There's and no one. What, what they're doing now, you know, we've seen it um, with whatever that guy was, uh, the homophobe. You know, they're <laughs> calling guys, they're calling guys up, having them pitch, and then Dermody, Matt them. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, but it, it's a joke. It's a joke at this point. And well, who's even gonna start for us? Like in the future, like until we get Whitlock and Hauk and Denelson Lamette. Is he? At some point, well you also got um i screenshotted of this where it, or maybe it didn't. Oh, yeah. Kyle Barraclough, the uh former Marlins reliever, <laughs> um apparently he's been starting in some independent leagues. Red Sox signed him to a minor league deal. He's looked pretty good. Have you seen this? Y- yeah. Since he signed with the Red Sox out of independent ball in three starts, he's pitched 17 innings, 2.12 ERA. Yep, um, he threw however, five perfect innings last night. He does have a 4.11 FIP. So, whatever. There's that. Um, but Fip 14 K is ar- completely irrelevant. And uh, 094 batting average against. So, 10 of those K's came in a six inning start the other night. Honestly, at this point, call them up. Give them a start. Who well, cares? Well, they have <laughs> We just to. need an arm. They yeah. have to. And this ties into Paxton. It's funny because we, you know, we're complaining about not having a- enough starters, but at the same time, we're saying we need to trade our best starter. And you know that makes you think about what they should be asking for in return it should be major league ready pitching it should be like what the rays did a couple of years ago they um or the twins they traded nelson cruz for joe ryan it's got to be one of those prospects who's kind of log jammed in triple a who we could call up in august and september this year and see what they can they can Give to this team potentially down the road. Yeah, as long as they don't go out and get like another shortstop or like first baseman. Prospect. If they get another corner infield prospect, I'll lose my mind. I mean, that's the it's the entire farm system at this point. It's yeah. it's you know corner infielders. We got a couple middle infielders now. I need a pitching prospect. I yeah. need a guy where you can circle on on the top prospect well, sheet. And be like, p- I can't wait for this. We guy have good. We have a couple. Solid pitching prospects. so I don't think we have good though. Like we don't have like well, a Marcelo Meyer who is like a pitcher. You know what I mean? Like we don't have someone of that caliber who's going to be a pitching prospect. Well, we, we, don't do, even have- we do, but the problem is they're like 19. Yeah, I don't count that. And they're that. not they're not MLB ready. Exactly. Need at least well, another that's, five that's years the before
1: they can even look at a major league field.
0: And that's that there's no guarantee they're going to turn out to be anything when they're that young. Like yeah. so much can happen. And in fairness, like bloom was brought in to bring in pitching prospects and you know that's a long process but still it's 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 not cutting it you don't have guys who are major league ready like your highest ranked pitching prospect right now is shane drohan he's your number five yeah you know he's been good but he's not gonna be a game-changing pitcher like Bayo, potentially like who is gonna be in this rotation like a year or two from now like who's when gonna Chris be Sayle in this rotation post deadline pa- yeah because paxton's gonna be gone Hopefully. Sale is most likely if, not no, pitching this if, if season. If we do this the rate. if we do the stupid buy and sell thing. You know they will. This is the Boston They're Red Sox. It. It's time yeah, boom. Yeah, but James Paxton needs to go. I really like him. And if he was younger, I would toss him an extension. But he can't be here. He's 34 years old. Realistically, he's not going to contribute to also, a future winning team. He needs to go. Realistically, if you want James Paxton back, you can just sign him back in the offseason. Like, he's only a one-year deal. Like, you can trade him, get some dudes back, and then sign him. I know the Red Sox are awful at actually following through with that, but it's James Paxton we're talking about here. Like, he's towards the end of the career. I don't think that it's a make or break what happens with him in his Red Sox future, as long as you trade him this year. Um But yeah, they're going to do the buy and sell because that's what they do. I saw this thing on TikTok. I mean, this is not credible. It's just some idiot predicting trades who has no clue what he's talking about. But he was like, oh, I think the Red Sox are going to trade for Shane Bieber, but then trade James Paxton and Justin Turner. I'm like, what? That would be interesting because... It's just a strange take. It's a strange take. I'm not very high on Shane Bieber anymore. His velocity is down. And he hasn't quite looked like the Cy Young version of himself ever since his shoulder injury. But yeah, I don't I don't need But him. Don't something look. like that is actually what I would like to see them do. You need to trade for a a younger Shane Bieber's not a great example, but a younger pitcher with control, with years left, who will still keep you under the luxury tax. Like that's a good trade in my opinion. I'd say younger in terms of like they're just breaking into the league. Well like not someone who's already established themselves as like, all right, I'm one of the better pitchers in the game. So but like, someone who could. Yeah. Well, but the, the so guys. Like, for example, guys who, like, we're not going to get Yuri Perez, but someone like Yuri Perez. Okay, but Dylan Cease is going to be one of the high, hottest names on the market because the White Sox will trade him. He's got years left on his contract. I'm not very high on him. I don't think he's that good of a pitcher. But someone like him, someone who has had, you know, a good the season there, not not quite Cease's, you know, like second Young, second place Cy Young finish, but someone who has shown that they can pitch and strike guys out at the major league level um, over the span of multiple years, you know, not maybe full seasons, but like maybe cease, you know, like half a season, then a full season. So someone like 25 years old with arbitration years left, like that's some, that's who you should be looking for out of James Paxton. What are you going to trade cease for cease? Like, how are you going to get them? Well, that's who more, of a, we have that's more of a hypothetical, for value. I, I'm not saying to trade for C's now, but someone like him, a younger pitcher with years of control, who has maybe shown that he can do it at the major league level in a smaller sample size.
1: But I think I think what the question really is is what other value do the Red Sox have to give other than Paxton to get a young guy this who has major league experience? This is where you get creative. Hey, you want
0: Kike Hernandez to be your shortstop? No, you got You, I think <laughs> no. you have to look at what I don't prospects even you Keke. have. We talk about how they have so many corner infield prospects. What or what if you give up someone like Blaze Jordan? Yeah, you package Paxton with a Blaze Jordan. Maybe Nick York because he's had a great year. I want Nick York. I want him. I don't want to trade prospects. I just don't. Like, when you're in a a last place season, the idea of trading prospects to me just scares me. Like, I I just don't think that it makes a whole lot of sense. Like, I like what you're saying about getting a a younger uh, starter who's going to be good for years to come. However, I don't want to give up, like, prospects like we're a team that's buying for a World Series this year because we're not. Like, if you can do, if he can finagle some deal where he's trading. Uh, a James Paxton or Adam Duvall and uh, lower level prospect to get one of those guys, fine. But I don't want to give up um, like a, a, a Rafaela or a York or any of those guys that are in like our top. I would give up 15. Raffaella because I'm not too high on him, but that's just my personal opinion. I it, he it de- still I, does. It all depends. It all depends. Like, yeah, it, it, it depends he- who you're talking about getting.
1: I mean, but in de- in general, it's just like why would we? want to trade i mean the low-end prospects sure but if we if we sell any of our high-end prospects it's just dumb on bloom's part i mean these guys are not the reason that the Sox are a last place team
0: oh yeah not at all it's
1: the major league roster and some of these guys need to go for us to become a winning team
0: what if we did something like how uh the the jazz chisholm for zach gallon trade where it's trading a prospect at one position for a prospect at a different position I actually, that's tough. I don't mind that. It's tough because another thing is trading, especially with prospects, is just so messed up these days because everyone like the game has trended towards instead of giving up prospects, everyone wants to keep their prospects. They don't want to trade them because they think they're going to be the next big thing. Oh yeah, Hein Bloom would have well, a mental breakdown if he had yeah, to trade well, a prospect. Yeah, well, the biggest problem now is there's less dummies, you know. Everyone or that's not true. There's still a lot of dumb people in front offices league wide, but Everyone wants to win a trade. Yeah. And that gets in the way of, of business getting done. I experienced that in my fantasy football league this year. Yeah. yeah. My fa- my fantasy football league this year had a total of like three trades. I know. Because everyone goes to fleece. It's it's modern well, when day. Every, comes, when I it mean, comes every to time a guy like Paxton, you can't gatekeep him. They, like you gotta you you gotta get something out of him because if they don't trade James Paxton this year, it, it I don't care what else you do, it's a disappointing. Like there's disappointing, no reason not to. Which sucks because he is your best pitcher. And it could not have worked out better for you. Like you get him. What's he making? Like two million dollars, four million dollars. Exactly. It's he's, chump change. He's he's he our best. Outstanding. Like he is pitching like an ace right now. He's a veteran guy who's been there, done that. He's healthy and. Like it couldn't have worked out better for you to set yourself up to trade him and get prospects back in a last place year. Like there it's a no brainer in my mind to trade James Paxton. It's perfect.
1: He's not gonna help us win a World Series this year. So if we can Sorry to break it to you. (laughs) If we can take his value as honestly the ace of our team right now trading him isn't going to change anything we're not going to become a better team we probably will become worse yeah i'm telling you right now trading james matter.
0: Paxton's not going to ruin our season no it's already happened it's already ruined yeah i mean it it's a no-brainer i i really hope they do it because you got everything you could have gotten out of exactly Paxton. You, like we expected him to maybe make a couple starts this year to make it Make we had no idea what to expect. He, remember when he was rehabbing in AAA and he wasn't doing that well? And we're like, oh, okay, I guess he isn't going to be too much. He comes up and then boom, big maple. I I don't know what else to say about that whole situation other than please just do it. Please do something right for once. We are sitting at 500, so we're technically not out of it. We're what? How many games back in the wild card? Four? Yeah, okay. We're five games back now. More than it was. But that, it's still, like, you can look at this and be like, okay, we still have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, you have a chance to make the playoffs, but what are you going to do with that? Like, if you make it to a, a, a wild card series or even beyond that, like, you're going to get destroyed. Look how this team played against the, the Rangers, one of the better teams in the league, a good offense yesterday. They got lit up. And if it's a team that's not the Blue Jays or the Yankees, you're probably not going to play well. You got swept by the Marlins. Um, they're not going to make it anywhere in the playoffs. So even if you magically come from the basement of the AL East and make a wild card spot and have this Cinderella run, it's not going to last long and it's not going to be worth it. So the whole mindset of, okay, maybe we can make the playoffs, let's buy, doesn't make sense to me. You should be selling. I don't care. Like, this is not a winning team. This is not a competitive team. You've held through these injuries great. Like, all things considered, when you lose all these starters and all these different players like you did, the fact that we're actually 500 right now is kind of impressive in itself. But then if you also look at some of the players on this team, like you have Devers and Turner and Verdugo and Yoshida um, and you're a 500 team, if you look at it more like that, you're like, okay, this wasn't that good. Trevor Store is not going to save your season. He's not going to come back. I said this last episode. He's not going to come back and magically you're going to be the uh, second best team or first best team in the AL East. He's not going to win you a World Series. He's so, not a game-changing player. He's a good player. He's a good player. But yeah, he's a it's, good player. He's not. They're showing on the screen right now. They're probably saying, "Oh, just wait till Trevor Story gets back." Yeah. I look. He he's a bat who can get hot. He plays very good defense, which is nice. You need that. He Any can speed, run. He's yeah. someone who's going to benefit a lot out of the out of the bigger bags. But it's he's not. I don't know. Uh, He's not a, he's not a dynamic. Yeah. He's not like an Ellie de la Cruz who comes up and just changes changes the the whole entire energy of the team team. and puts it on his back. That is not Trevor, not Trevor story. Like you said, he's a good player. We always talked about Trevor story. He's a very good complimentary piece. We thought we said story and Bogarts endeavors that whoever plays first base, that's one of the best infields in baseball or Bogarts and story. That's the best middle infield in baseball. Yeah, uh, and that was the thing in Colorado too with him and Arenado. Mm-hmm. Best left side. But I, he's coming back soon, at least. So there's that. Um, but hopefully, all that does for you is, is allows you to kind of move on from the Kike Hernandez at shortstop or the David Hamilton at shortstop that can't make the throws. Please get
1: David <laughs> Hamilton off my team. I,
0: I I have an interesting trade target. Uh-oh. What if we traded? Okay, James Paxton and Kenley Jansen for Jack Lighter. The Rangers could do it because Jack Lighter has not been very good in the Miners. But Paxton and Kenley solidifies that Rangers pitching staff to where that they can they can go for it. So
1: what is your thought process here? Our ace <laughs> and our all-star closer.
0: I I'm for a board Kenley. struggling prospect. struggling prospect because that upside is there. And he, this, like, is, this is the opposite of everything that you've been saying. No. Though you were talking about how you wanted upside, a guy. Who's what been, upside has she? What has he shown? You wanted a guy who's had some success in the majors or is close to having success no, no, in the yeah. majors. No, Joe, pull that up again. Yeah, real, this, quick, no, real quick. No, no. no. I'm on three, something. Here.
1: Three and ten with a five-five-four last year, and two and four with a four-eight-five this year. Well, if you, you want those numbers, it. just
0: get Ryan Weber killing back. It. Well, aren't you? Aren't you happy that we didn't take him instead of Marcelo Meyer? I don't think that's the silver lining. here. I also
1: don't think we had the option.
0: Yeah, when was he picked? Was he picked? he was he was three? We, we were we were four. We were <laughs> four. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, you know, aren't you happy that that um, the stars aligned like that? Sure. <laughs> no, because if he was available at four, the Sox were probably going to take him. I don't I, I don't know about that. I don't, that, that, I don't, I don't think they would have. No, I was. Uh, it's tough. So to answer your question, no, no. Let's not I'm, do that one. I'm against Joe. Um, I still think Jack Leiter could be a good pitcher in the majors. Sure, but that, that's sure. not here. But I think that you can get Keyword. a lot more for Paxton and Kenley than just Jack Leiter. You see, I you don't get? know. It, it's really tough because. It, huh. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm I'm kind of losing my mind now. But related I think we to all that, are. At I said this point. I said it last week. You got to trade Kenley too because he's older. He's having a great year. Every player over thirty, send him packing. Him. I don't care. Yeah, because Kenley is, if he is available, he is the top reliever on the market. We know teams would overpay for that, and all-star a Kenley Jansen. And there are yeah. teams
1: that want and veteran he, presences in their dugout. And he has
0: the resume. Oh, if I was a contending team, Kenley Jansen would be Jansen very high be, on my list of he, targets. He should be James A1. Paxton too. Both of those guys, I think, I without any research into other other teams in the league. <laughs> I think that the Red Sox have the best options in terms of guys that they could trade to other teams. They do. Like, if the I was a is, uh, they do competing it? team this and is, I look at the Red Sox, I'm like, I want to trade with this team.
1: This is why we have to sell at the deadline.
0: Yeah, because you have supply and demand. You have the supply. There's going to be a demand. So, do it. Market equilibrium. Do the market equilibrium. Yeah. Um I do want to actually talk about something more concrete here, and, and the future of the team. So we're talking about trading different guys and, and James Paxton not really fitting into the future of the rotation because of his age. So what really is the future of this team? And I bring this up because Hein Bloom did an interview with MLB.com the other day talking about the current status of the team. And he said, individually, there's a lot of really good things that have gone on as far as some of the core players that we're counting on taking a step forward. We obviously need to put the pieces together a little more in the second half to get where we want to go. But you look around the roster, there's a lot of things to be excited about, despite some of the lumps we've taken injury-wise and otherwise. So I read that, and I was like, you know, he kind of has a good point. When you think about some of the guys who have really taken a step forward, you look at Jaron Duran, Brian Baio, even Alex Verdugo to a degree, Tristan Casas. You have some core pieces there that have really had good seasons that uh, give you something to look forward to and get excited about, which, again, first of all, is another great reason to sell and build around them even more so you can have a great core moving forward. But it, it's not totally a lost season because you have those guys kind of breaking out. So I, I want to like take a second here and think about what the future of this roster looks like. So you look in the outfield. Yoshida is going to be here for uh, a few years. So you'll have him either in left field or DH. Verdugo, I, at this point, am full on board the re-signed Verdugo train. Oh, yeah. I was little. I was like, we should train him, whatever. After this season, after what he's done, I think that he should be with Boston for years to come Um, because they were talking in the the Blue Jays series about how when his bat's not going, he tries to make an impact defensively. And I didn't realize how he is the best, the best defensive right fielder in the Major League Baseball right now. This season, he is ranked first. Um, wow. Yeah. And that also goes into what he did this offseason when Cora called him out. He slimmed down. He took that to heart. Yeah. And he challenged himself, or he took it as a challenge to improve himself to a point where he could be better than what he had been and live up to the the vision that Alex Cora and the Red Sox had for him. Yeah. No, he's, um,
1: he's a gamer, he's got the major league mentality and. He's going to put in the work yeah. to get better, to provide for our team. And I think, I mean, there's just no reason that you shouldn't re-sign him. I mean, right now he's batting 291 with an 815 OPS. I mean, he's he's playing well, and he's, again, the best defensive right fielder in the yeah. league. There's no reason to get rid of him. He yeah. has that clutch he, factor, too. And he does. And
0: another thing is, he ever since he got benched, which was really stupid, in my opinion, but... If you look at him, if he rolls over to second or if he hits a weak ground ball to third, he is busting it down the first baseline. I really yeah. appreciate that. Like, It's clear that what happened last offseason changed who he was as a player. I He's playing his heart out night in and night out. And last year, he was banged up with that toe injury. But it's yeah. really nice to see what a healthy Verdugo can do. He's really earning that contract. And there's like there's no reason to wait. We know There's how not, yeah, uh, we know how that works. We've been the butt end of that joke. I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> Can't look. But he's th- not Xander should. Bogarts, but True. he's it's you know, an affordable he's an important deal. Important player. It's not a, a three hundred yeah, million no, dollar it's deal. Va- like, it's like, doable. Very you could doable. give him that Benintendi contract, five yeah. for 75, he'd sign it in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. You could even, even get a little him for less more if that. you need. If, if you need to give him more, though, yeah. like it's not an issue. Like, he's in an affordable range for the Boston Red Sox. Plus, the Red Sox showed this offseason that they, okay, we can actually go out and extend one of our players. They re-signed Rafael Devers. That was such a statement move for this team, for this franchise. Don't stop there. Show that you can keep doing it. Get Dugo back. And then you have that core to build around. And then continuing with the outfield, so you have Dougal on right, uh, Yoshin left, and then Duran has proven this year that he can be a, a reliable Major League talent because, um, like we talked about, he had a great start to the season, then he started slumping. That's where his season kind of fell off last year so he couldn't come back from that. This year, he's come back because he has been outstanding once again. He went 5-for-5 five five, uh, in one of those games in the Blue Jays series with uh, four doubles. So that's pretty good. And it's not like he's hitting every ball into the gap and getting a double, like a routine double or a traditional double. He's basically getting a single. It's a single for anyone else, and he's hustling the second base. He's got that game-changing speed for sure, but he's also booking it out of the box trying to get to second on a a blue pit like that. I like that a lot too. His defense, we've talked about how that's kind of been um, a whole different level this season. So I think he's kind of earned him spot. Earned himself a spot in the future of this Red Sox outfield as well, um, and then whoever your fourth outfielder is, that'll come and go. Infield, you got Devers. Uh, at third, you got Casas. At first, Casas again has broken out this season. Started off very cold, but he has been outstanding since. Um, and his defense, he can work on it. It's not phenomenal, but it's not awful. It's not like, I don't know, Hanley Ramirez. Um, but don't even say that name. <laughs> So, yeah, so you got the corners shirt up there. Um, Trevor Story is going to be here for a little bit. And then you have Marcelo Mayer coming up. Shortstop. You got Nick York if you want that as an option. You have some of these younger guys. Emmanuel Valdez, I forgot about him. Kind of, Actually, he should be on this team. Yeah, he, Why not? Got, hurt. he got hurt in AAA, so oh, he, he just that. came back. Okay, that's fine. Um, David Hamilton, I don't think it's going to be a shortstop for this, for this team. Here's my question to Shouldn't you, though. Be. So you line out the future of this team. Who are the players that are going to make you a championship contender? Because that's a good question. You we were talking 20, about twenty-eight teams a bad recording. example because we were so stacked. Yeah, but that lineup, top to bottom, you know, your top four: Mookie, JD, Devers, Bogarts. So, so yes, we might have a core locked down, but is it a championship core or is it just guys who are under contract for that time? Because Look at those four guys, real quick. Look at those four guys. Mookie, Bogarts, Devers, JD. JD was a free agent signing. The other three were homegrown. Yeah. Who do you got coming up that's going to be like that? That's a great question, I think. And it puts a lot of pressure on Marcelo Meyer, too. Yeah. He should not be a guy called up to save this team. The Red Sox love doing that. They love putting that pressure on players. They put it on Chris Sale last year to save the team. Trevor Story this year to save the team. Marcelo Meyer to save the Red Sox future, the franchise's future. They do need to stop doing that. We were talking about it, though, before we started recording, about how the Red Sox don't just don't have that game-changing talent like the Braves have in Acuna. Like someone who can just be a, a flashy star kind of just tearing up the league. Like you have Devers. He's going to hit homers. He's going to be an offensive weapon um he's been playing good defense too but he doesn't have like game-changing speed like who is that guy we had it in mookie Betts. that that is what it is um who is that guy like who is like yeah you this is just not shaping up to be a a championship style team like yeah you have good players and that's kind of what i want to talk about here is you have all these guys kind of set but is it good enough was the point I was trying to get towards, and you kind of jumped on that. It doesn't seem to be. Like, you're kind of missing a game-changing talent, a, a team-altering energy. Yeah, and the way that I see it right now is the direction of this team, from the lack of is uh, dynamic in the offense, it, it kind of – it's kind of taking the mold of what the Astros were last year. Like, yeah, you have Kyle Tucker and Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. Like that's comparable to potentially Meyer, uh, Verdugo Devers, something like that. But the Astros had far and away the best pitching staff in baseball. We don't have that. So it's kind of hard to see the vision right now. Maybe not the vision, but the, it's hard to see the ceiling. Or it's a cloudy day right now. You can't see the sky <laughs> for this team. It Yeah. Like I Verdugo that, Verdugo's a really nice player, but he's not what Mookie Betts is. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that like what you're talking about. It's though, not makes fair sense. Like, to call Ver, to name Verdugo here, but like I don't think there's like the offensive guys are really the problem. The more I think about it, like the Red Sox offense right now in this last-place 500 season is still one of the better offenses exactly. in the league. Like I, I think their problem is scoring runs at the right time, which that kind of talent could really help you with. But That's the, something you could get in free agency. So you could. You do I mean, make that's what they did point. in 2018. They signed J.D. Martinez, and that really helped kind of motivate the offense. Let's compare this to like the 2017 core. That's pre-J.D. Okay. We still won the division. And we're a very good team, but you're clearly well, missing that extra piece. And even I don't, then. I don't think that's the biggest issue, though. I, I think the, the real problem here is the pitching. Like you talk about the future of this team, you can go throughout the whole outfield, you can go through the whole infield, go to the catcher position. You have different guys that are going to be your core players in the offense. But if you look at the pitching, kind of what we were talking about earlier, you have Brian Bayo, and then you have who? Garrett yeah. Whitlock? He hasn't been that great in the rotation. He has injury problems. Tanner Houck, they didn't even want him in the rotation. And then we talked about how how poor quality the pitching prospects are in this team. Shane Drohan. Actually, but... You make a very good point because in 2016, 17, 18, the rotation was Chris Sale, David Price, Rick Porcello. Three Cy Young caliber players. Eduardo Rodriguez and Eddie. Oh, no. He was coming I mean, out yeah. of the pen. Well, yeah, no he, was a no, he was a starter. he just he came, came out, out of the, the pen, pen, pen when he needed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose, but yeah, that's a fantastic rotation, and it's unfair to want that rotation because I, you know, is it possible to have a rotation that good in today's game? Probably not. But well, you, well, sti- it's it's unfair from, to want that from rotation from one to five. Like you have Bayo I would. If you're looking for a championship caliber rotation. Bayo is a two he can't what you be want. Your ace. he cannot be your no ace. not can, at this point not it, this young it's not because he's not capable of it it's because in order to be a really good team you kind of need two aces like the astros had verlander and framber last year well yeah that that's that goes along with what i'm about to say is your ace isn't necessarily your best pitcher it's your most reliable pitcher i'd like to say like in that example Valdez is like a, a younger guy. Justin Verlander's is the, the veteran pro who is you really, You know exactly really good. what you're going to get out of him. Yeah. So, Bayo, like he can be one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, but it, until he has some years under his belt, I don't think you can call him an ace you need stability. to that degree. And right. Yeah. Like, look at that 2018 he, he team. Also hasn't it's all proven veteran himself. guys.
1: He hasn't proven himself as an ace. Right, you need, exactly. To be an ace, you need to prove yourself that you can just go out there, shove, and win games.
0: You don't get named or assigned ace. You earn ace. And I would like to believe that Brian Baio will do that, but you can't rush that. Like It's just going to take time and experience and time to prove that you are that guy. Um, But again, looking at this pitching staff, I just don't know. It's not at a point where you can look at the future and be like, okay, I feel good about this. Well, the way I would see it is if they heavily invest in, in starting pitching, because if you go out like in free agency, like money wise. Yeah. Or yeah, free agency slash trades. If you go out and you make, you know, another Chris Sale trade or you sign a big name arm to be another frontline guy, him and Bayo whoever that is in Bayo, that would be very good. But you would also need to build out the depth with, you know, an Eduardo Rodriguez or a Rick Porcello, someone who's gonna give you innings and stay he- health you know, health. Someone who's going to go out there and you know that you're going to get 160 to 180 innings out of them every single year. And with that, if you can build out a rotation like that, it moves guys like Whitlock maybe or Hauk, or Crawford back to the pen. And that's where you can build your high leverage arms. You go out and you get a closer. That's how your bullpen becomes elite. And also depth, by the way. Like when you have some of those guys push back to – uh, relievers baseball. or even AAA. That's depth. Here's a crazy stat. So 50% up. of pitchers this year in Major League Baseball have hit the IL. 50%. Yeah. I can see that. So is that, that a real stat? Or yeah, just- no, that's a real <laughs> stat. Um, I so mean, yeah. yeah, look at the Red Sox. It definitely feels like it. We're at probably what, like 75%? We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're be dragging up near 70 or 80, up. Yeah. Or 80. <laughs> yeah. um, But yeah, I, pitching is really the most sought after thing in major league baseball. Like it feels like anyone's hitting right now, but it's hard to find reliable pitchers. Um, especially with the rule changes too. Look at Alec Manoa. (laughs) He thought he was a reliable pitcher, but nope. Um so that I I, going back to like what we were talking about though, if you kinda look at the past um blueprints for the Red Sox teams where they've been bad and then rebuilt and, and whatever, the Chris Sale trade's a great example. They were missing that front of the rotation ace-type pitcher. They trade for Chris Sale. Brings you a World Series. Yeah. So it, and it, the it has been done. Route, it can be done. As much as people want to hate on him, David Price was really important, too. He was. He was. He was a huge part in that World Series and the time before that, too. Even just in terms of energy. But he gave, Signing he gave you that like name. That? Exactly. When that happened, He we knew right away... This is our one. This is our ace. It motivates everyone on the team, too. Because then, say we sign a guy like that this year, Brian Bayo's like, okay, the pressure's off me now. Now I can just go out there and pitch as like a number two young guy, and you have that number one ace who's going to take the pressure off. Um, They tried for it to be Corey Kluber. That didn't work out. But uh, an actual name, an actual ace out there who's not 38 years old and awful. Well, actually, I just realized this. You mentioned Kluber, and they're playing the Rangers right now. What would Nathan Ivaldi be on this team? That's a legitimate question. Yeah, if if we had chosen to sign Ivaldi instead of Kluber, the ace, ace. no, exactly. But how does that, like, oh, would it help? Are you saying no? I well, more so for not just this year, but it would have been a multi-year deal. You look at years down the road, like Bayo and Ivaldi, they might not win you a World Series, but. That's I, well, the you, beginning exactly, of a fantastic rotation. Yes. So that was a whiff for sure, the whole Valdi thing. Yeah. But w- I think we're on to something here in terms of like I, I, like I the core that the Red Sox have is at a point where I think you can supplement it with other guys and help it. Pitching's a little scary. Looking at the free Asian class for next year, though, I don't really it's, see anyone it, I'm in love with. It's not great. Like I don't think you're going to be able to go out and sign an ace. Julio Arias is an interesting option. He is, but I I wouldn't consider him an ace. He's, he's Aaron a, Nola. He's a Nola's weird. Used to be. Every other year is good for him. He's like Rick Porcello. He's like a Rick Porcello. Yeah. I don't know. I know I floated this earlier. Jack Eddie Clarity. Bring back Eddie? I don't he's think he's not an ace, but like no. as a depth guy. You would okay, would have, he, he, have
1: as, about a, as a depth guy, yeah, but I mean if we're Ed, looking to bring like a contender who can actually
0: he shouldn't be your first move but if well well i think we're missing a key detail here would he even want to come back that's like you put the stats and the baseball aside i don't think things were left too great between him and the red Sox. you
1: could just force him
0: (laughs) yeah um hey hey you're coming here well another true
1: we should just do that to every good player in the league
0: i mean shohei is a free agent
1: dude no it's not going to happen.
0: I would rather have a I different wish. Japanese pitcher. Yamamoto? Yeah. Yamamoto's good. That's not. You know who I would rather have? Like, in a dream. That's not world. what we're looking for, though. Roki Sasaki. I also just not think what we're looking yeah. for
1: it could be a little bit blasphemous that you said that there's a pitcher that you would want more than Shohei Otani. Consider, I said that well, no, no, joke.
0: no. Oh. <laughs> for the for the contract, did we discuss that? Here? Oh yeah, you the, did. I'd well, yeah, rather the... have a different Japanese pitcher than Shohei Otani. That's a yeah. interesting take.
1: Well, no, I, I want I want you to back that up.
0: Yo, hot take! I okay. don't want the Shohei guy. No, <laughs> so I don't think he's that good. Well, we're not in a. Yes, we could technically <laughs> pay him. <laughs> But I don't think we're in a position where he takes us over the hump. It's, <laughs> we're, we are the East Coast Angels. Like, yeah, okay, I'd want him. But I know that it it's not going to – it won't necessarily do anything for this team. Well, because yes, it he's would too, raise ticket it'll, prices. It'll do quite it a ra- bit. It would raise ticket prices. If we give Shohei $600 million, a hot dog is going to be like $23. Yeah. But it could be fun. Um, Wade Miley is a, free be a agent. damn good like the, Fenway Frank. The, Wade the, Miley. Wade Miley is a free agent No, I would say that the I would say the name right now with maybe the best potential to take the next step. Johnny Cueto is either yes, is either Julio Arias or like Jack Flaherty.
1: Dude, I like, Flaherty's a
0: dog. He's interesting. I like Giolito better than no, Flaherty, but Giolito could also like his. His floor is Rick Porcello. That's another. And I don't know. We need what one his of those random. Like. You know what we should do this trade deadline? We should get like a Yoenis as Cespedes type player, and then trade him for Cy Young, Rick Porcello. Just recreate that with new guys. That's what I want. Cause it provide a little fun to this season. And you trade him, you get a Cy Young. That's what I need. That's just follow what's worked before. We have won World Series before. Just do it again. Let's let's get Glass now and pray he stays healthy. I don't want to make that bet with this Red Sox. No, no, I don't either. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you there. Um, Yeah. No, knowing the Red Sox, they do something stupid and sign like they would trade for like Kikuchi and be like, now joining the Red Sox from Japan, you say Kikuchi, yeah, yeah, there, I can see the and ad of, like, um, <laughs> two Japanese stars take on the world. <laughs> Masataka Yoshida and Sh- Yusei Kikuchi. <laughs> the pitch... It'd be like... They're, they're trying to market it as... It's basically Shohei Otani, guys. You got the pitcher, you got the hitter. It's just two and people. And he's from instead. Japan. It's the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Anywho. I think that... um. Yeah, the, the Red Sox have a future, whether it's good or bad. We'll see. But um, that's kind of... Yeah. They will more likely than not be playing games in the future. Yeah, that's basically what we got on that. Yeah. I think I, think um, I don't on, think we went think anywhere with that there, conversation, Joe. to be quite honest. I feel like we went a lot of places, but also nowhere. Yeah. Kind of like this team. Yeah, exact 500. It all fits. A nice 500 conversation. SeatGeek is the best ticket frauder out there for all sports, concert shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by granting every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code Dugout. D-U-G-O-U-T. Dugout. Yep. Yeah. Um, I want to talk uh real quick about the Blue Jays series since we didn't really get into that, and then I do want to mention some other things. Blue Jays series, breaking it down real quick, game one. The first shutout of the 2023 Red Sox season was game one in that Blue Jays series. I did not believe that when I saw it, but that was the first time that Red Sox pitching shut out a team. According to Joey, I didn't fact check. That, no, yeah, he told me. yeah, the <laughs> only other team not to have a shutout at that point in the season was the A's. So, ah, the A's. Nice, good company there. Yeah, great team. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Shout out to Blue Jays in Game One. That was against uh, what's his face too? <laughs> Who is it against? Um, Barrios. Barrios. Burri- right. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, one of those examples where I'll just start a sentence and hope you know what I'm talking about and finish it for me. But you yeah, didn't, you so. know, you know the guy, the guy. It's uh, what's his face over there in Canada? Uh, speaking of Canada, speaking of that Game One. James Paxton, seven and two-thirds, three hits, no runs, seven Ks in that one. Um, and Caleb Ort finished it out in the ninth. Oh, yeah, J- James Paxton, AL Pitcher of the Month. I've, I he, think he's pitched it. like it. Trade value up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then game two against uh, the Blue Jays, seven to six. That was Went five Verdugo and throwing the two runs. runner. That's out. right, the walk-off throw from Verdugo. I remember now. I saw that. Yeah, shout-out to um, Bichette for being an idiot twice because then in the next game he got thrown out at second by verdugo um and that game verdugo was also the hero in a different way because he hit the go-ahead homer that put the red Sox on top breaking the tie they go on to win that game sweep the blue jays um it was funny because that was also the game jaron duran went five for five with four doubles and nesson pulled aside uh, verdugo for like the post-game interview as the player of the game and they showed verdugo mouthing um it's me duran went five for five <laughs> um so that was pretty funny to see but yeah they swept the blue jays um an update on the rangers game right now we are winning two to nothing in the fifth so well 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 the next the next game is against nathan evaldi nathan evaldi um you mentioned game. it we should do it uh let's predict Avaldi's pitching line uh before he pitches against the red sox in his return to fenway um nine innings 27 k's <laughs> yep
1: I would agree. There's with just that. a full possibility that that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. I okay. My realistic one: eight innings, three hits, twenty-three Ks, N- no <laughs> runs, and nine strikeouts.
1: I'm gonna say he goes seven with four hits, one earned, and eight Ks. Um, seven
0: and two thirds. Two hits, no runs, 11 Ks. I feel like he's going to just dominate us. I don't – I and I hope he does. I'd I, like I to see does. it.
1: I honestly would. Yeah. I have nothing but respect for Nasty Nate.
0: Absolutely. I, I love him as a, a pitcher, as a player, everything he did for us uh, in 2018 and beyond. Uh, and I also want him just to do it for the the sake of just shoving it in Bloom's face. Uh, another prediction thing I want to do, we do have the home run derby happening – on monday um
1: it's just a no-brainer
0: uh is it it's just
1: a no-brainer
0: what i mean it's no-brainer who you got
1: the three soon to be four-time defending champ he just mashes in the derby
0: he's gonna lose oh oh is it pete alonzo i hate that guy (laughs) he's such a stiff he's such a stiff why it Why is he matter, meditating he and deadlifting in between rounds? Like, dude, it's the home run derby. It's not that serious. I still hate him, but he's winning. He's such a, oh, my goodness. No. Okay. He, he very well might, but um, I don't want to support him. I'm going to go Lubob, Luis Robert. Good player. Good pick. He's definitely got big pop. Are you going? You You actually going with Pete? I'm going with Pete. Okay. I'm I'm curious as to who you're going with. We've seen it done many times before. Um, uh, the hometown guy, J. Rod. Really? He's going up against Alonzo. First He's going round. against Alonzo. I know. Give me a first round upset. I could totally Man. see Randy winning it too. Cause first round, Pete probably didn't get in his meditation yet. So no, someone take take away. Take away the weight room. Lock it. He's first, not allowed.
1: First round, he could have gotten his full meditation in, though.
0: Uh, no. No. Because he's out there taking pictures and talking. They're going to boo him. Like, yeah, they're going to boo him. The second he steps out there and they boo him because he's facing the hometown hero, he's going to be like, oh, I didn't prepare for this. He's going to blast like this three not homers. not part of my positive reinforcement He's going to start crying meditation. in the box. <laughs> um, yeah, give me j Rod, the hometown hero. They always just seem to get it done. I, I think a Todd Frazier and Cincy Todd Frazier. Who <laughs> um, else? Todd father. Yeah. Like, what else has gone oh, well Br- for Seattle recently? Uh, what? Oh, they, Bryce Harper. They yeah. made the playoffs last year. True. So I've raised the banners for that. Um, the All Star game's the next day. Kenley is the only Red Sox All Star. Yeah. But who
1: else deserves it?
0: chris martin Uh, i would argue that alex verdugo does i do too i thought verdugo was going to be an injury the injury replacement for judge and i i I thought they could have given it to him i think he deserves it because of the work he's put in yeah it would have been huge for him but whatever i I don't think it's tough i don't know the all-star game is is really weird for me because it's a weird balance between respecting guys who have earned it um, and just getting, like, fun players in there. So, like, look at Kenley Jansen. Has he really pitched himself to be an all-star this season? I don't know. I his think number the most his part, numbers yes. truly like, don't show. No, no, no. Okay, if, say that instead of Kenley Jansen, his name was Caleb Ort, and he had the exact same stats, would he be in the all-star game? No. 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 That's, that's all I'm saying that's a good there. point. I don't know. So, after the all-star break, we, we go to Chicago to play the Cubs, and then uh, Oakland again. So, that's cool. Yeah, I got a free ticket to the A's Red Sox on Friday. Yeah. Wow. That's Potential gonna, That'll ALS be a, game. a riveting game. Potential yeah. ALCS. I thought about going to the game this weekend. I saw it was Oakland and I, with this team right now, I that's not a game. I Series see. prediction. I think they're I gonna. Don't care. They're definitely gonna I lose a game. They're gonna to lose the A's. at least one. Oh, a thousand percent. But I hope they get swept by the A's just for fun. That would be very funny. I'd laugh. You know what they're gonna do? Is they're gonna get swept by the A's, and then we play the the Braves later in the month. We'll sweep the Braves. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen because this team is ridiculous. Well, you they s- actually are really good you against said good teams. We're
1: playing. We're playing the A's. Then the break Then the Cubs Then the A's
0: Yeah So what's so going to happen Is we're going to get six s- games We're
1: going to get swept By the A's Dope. We're going to sweep The Cubs
0: I get swept by the A's And then again. we're going
1: to Get swept by the A's again
0: <laughs> If and we get I double swept By the A's that. Cancel the season Now we got the Mets In there oh. So Uh-oh, that's another well, team well, we'll the, get, the Mets are trash <laughs> They are So trash. we'll get swept By we'll them get too We'll get swept <laughs> by them too <laughs> Actually, no. The Mets are such a joke. I hate them. They're so easy to make fun of. I can't make fun of the Mets because I feel like we relate to them a lot. No, we didn't. No. Spe- they spent four times as much as we did. I don't care. It's it's so great that every year Mets fans are so cocky, too. They're like, oh, the Mets are the Mets, the Mets, the Mets. Ah. It's all about the Mets,
1: baby. The yeah, Mets. The Mets.
0: And then, it's all about the Mets. And then the wheels fall off and you're like, oh, $400 million for this. Ah. Well, Lol, Mets. wait. Ba- no. Baseball is better when the Mets like puke on themselves like they do every year because it's, way it, it's, more it's, it's a rallying cry for baseball Twitter. Everyone's just like, lol, Mets. Everyone hates the every Mets year. except for the Mets. Every year. It, I don't even think we hate the Mets. It's just like- Just wait till we sign Shohei. It's like, it's like we all have that one friend who's super easy to make fun of, <laughs> and that's it's what the Mets. the Mets is. That's true. It's like if your buddy who is so easy to make fun of, he gets a really fresh haircut, but then it grows out kind of funny, and then you have more stuff to make fun of him for. You know, you are just like classic Mets. Yeah. Or Mets would get a pretty fresh you haircut. You know, or he gets he gets a really cool tattoo, but then he gets a sunburn and it messes it up. <laughs> That's the Mets. I was thinking before this podcast that I was going to compare Justin Turner to cheddar jack cheese, but I think that <laughs> analogy worked out better. So.
1: I'm sorry, did you just mix cheddar and Colby Jack? Don't ever disrespect Ch- Colby cheddar Jack. Cheddar Jack, have you is never that heard of it? What is
0: Cheddar Jack? I, I know
1: There's Pepper no Jack. There's no way that's a thing. I know Pepper Jack and Colby Jack. And then Cheddar, cheddar. cheddar Jack.
0: Is it's not the cheese. original Jack. That I is think just you're not just true.
1: making this up on the spot.
0: All right. I've been bamboozled, but I'm not totally <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I'm right. Hold on. Sargento, block sharp Cheddar Jack. Look at that. Cheddar Jack. I've been bamboozled. You have been bamboozled. And let me tell you something about this, too. The reason that I know that Cheddar Jack is a thing is because I get um, a... You know the uh, Cheez-Its? I,
1: I do. <laughs> yes.
0: They have a flavor or like a type. Cheddar Jack. They are probably the best thing in the world.
1: I thought they were just cheese flavored. Yeah. They're Cheddar Jack cheese flavored.
0: But it's like... Well, no, like good. all yeah. cheeses
1: in general. Like just Oh, stuff.
0: yeah. But then there's more of it. Huh. They're good. Try them sometime. Uh, I'll not, have to take a look. That's not an ad. It is 3 nothing Red Sox in the top of the sixth with nobody out, a runner on second for the Rangers. And Brian Bayo is still pitching. What do we think is going to happen here? Wait. No, I. Hold that thought. High well, fly them. ball, right field. Verdugo go <laughs> under it, makes the catch, tagging and moving to third is Seeger. It would with have been away. so funny if that was a homer. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Um. You I should think announce if, a game sometime. If, I feel like ba- that'd be fun. Yeah. That could be a good. That time. would be like yeah. we'd go on like the Kevin Millar tangents. You know how Kevin Millar has just been saying. The oh, we would just stop watching year. the game for like a, an hour, or like not an hour, an inning, and just get so sidetracked about cheese or something. You to know?
1: to think about it, if we're gonna do anything like that, mm-hmm. two and a half hours on average for a podcast, that's that's pretty long. I'd say we would do that as a live stream.
0: Yeah, with nine nine well, beers, nine. That was the Ooh. well, yeah. 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 Content. Hashtag content. Stay, Speaking stay of tuned. hashtag content, follow my Twitter. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jay Ward underscore underscore 22. Double Self underscore there. Promotion. Yeah, it's been funny. All right. Uh, unless we got anything else, that'll do it for this episode of the In the Dugout Out podcast. Uh, shout out Massachusetts for finally uh, joining summer. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, first it. day of summer today. Uh, very Just wait. cool. We'll get more rain. Oh, we know. High fly That's ball cool. to right field That's for gone. two go back to the track at the back. <laughs> oh, home two run! Two run home run for Adolis Garcia on the night that he announces his commitment to the home run derby. It is 3 2 Red Sox with one out in the sixth. I'm so sorry, Brian Bayo. I am so sorry. That actually hurts a lot. I I should be suspended. I love Brian <laughs> Bayo and I ruined it. I ruined the one good thing we have. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm the friend that's easy to make fun of. Maybe it's me. That was a very uh Don Orsillo type call. Yeah. 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 I learned from the best. What an end to the pod. You got to keep that in there. <laughs> oh, it's in there. it <laughs> has got to be. It's in there. Uh no better way to end the pod. Um, but we should end it before we lose the lead entirely. Uh, See you next time on the Enligo Podcast.